0: Happy Tuesday, everyone. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I am your host, Julie Townsend, and I want to give a big shout out to my awesome substitute for the last few weeks, Katie Worthington Decker. Uh, I had a trip to Honduras, uh, and which is what our subject today is going to be talking about. I have some guests from my Rotary Club with me, and uh, so Katie did a fabulous job filling in uh, for the last three weeks, so I really appreciate her and her guests who uh, made the show um, just continue on. So thank you very much. Uh, As true to form, I always plug the upcoming events that are coming, and we do have a very busy weekend in downtown, so I want to make sure that you are paying close attention and ready to mark your calendars. Of course, February 10th uh, is Friday, and we have a festive flicks, and that is Free movie on the promenade, the Francis Langford Promenade, uh, the Lake Mirror Amphitheater, and the movie is Sing 2. And our sponsor is Lakeland Moonwalk, so you can come and bring the family out for a free movie under the stars, uh, February 10th this Friday. Also going on this Friday, if that does not float your boat, you could go to the Magic Game uh, because the Magic Game is going to have a special little uh, intermission game between. Before they- Oh, before the game. Oh, Irma's already correcting me. This is going to be this is going to be a theme throughout the show. <laughs> That's fine. So before the game, I'm so sorry. Before the game, I should know this because my husband's playing in it and my son. But we have opposing teams, opposing teams. You're right. So we have the Kiwanis Club of Lakeland and the Lakeland Rotary Club who are going to battle it out for what, a whole eight minutes? I think. Eight minutes. Uh <laughs> Uh, in a basketball game prior to the Magic game. So that should be a hoot, if nothing else. So my husband is a Kiwanian and my son is a soon to be Rotarian. So we're going to claim him a little early because uh, they both play basketball. So that should be fun. So you can come to that game and cheer on your favorite uh, uh, organization and, uh, and of course, stay for the Magic game as well. And then Saturday is, of course, the farmers market from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. But it is also Taste of the Market. So if you we do that every couple of months, uh, you can buy 10 tickets for $10, and of course you can buy more tickets than that if you want. But you get 10 for 10, and you can go around and sample items from the various food vendors that are participating on any given Taste of the Market. So it's a great way to learn about some of the new uh, new. Vendors that maybe you haven't tried before, like maybe you haven't tried, uh, you know, 15 olives and their yummy vinegars, and so they might have a sample of that where you can uh, taste test that. So just it's a good way to try before you buy, if you will, although you are buying the tickets. So try before you spend a lot. How about that? (laughs) And then to keep the Saturday party going, we have the Valentine Night Market. So right after the farmer's market closes up at two, uh, we do a quick- costume change if you will and we have lots of new vendors coming and filling the streets from 4 to 9 p.m the valentine night market so we'll have uh, a roaming cupid that you can ha- take selfies with he'll be in a full red suit with white hearts you will cannot miss him uh, he's a cutie pie so you can take pictures with cupid and get a uh, some beads uh, some heart-shaped beads and that's all just free, it's free little fun activity. But the other thing we're doing that's fun, um, in addition to of course having live music, and of course lots and lots of shopping opportunities with our vendors, but our vendors are supporting Lakeland High School's Chorus, uh, who has gotten the opportunity to go to Carnegie Hall. They were invited to go to Carnegie Hall. And uh, this is a trip of a lifetime for a lot of these kids. So. It's very expensive. It's like three thousand dollars per kid, and so one of the ways for them to raise money uh, is that these vendors have and, and our downtown businesses who are participating have generously donated some items, and people can purchase raffle tickets, uh, and then they can um you they can you know decide which which items they'd like to uh, put their tickets in, and then each uh, we have 40, 42, I think different items. Uh, So they're, you know, a dollar a piece and it gets cheaper as you buy 10, 20, that kind of thing. And you can find all that information on our website at downtownlkld.com. But it's a great way to raise some money for these students who uh, certainly um, are worthy of going to New York on this trip. And uh, we want to make sure that they get uh, all of those uh, 30 plus course students get the opportunity to uh, participate in that. And... uh, because, you know, we want everyone to be able to join in the raffle, if you get Sophisticated Buyer Magazine in your mailbox, then there is an ad in the Sophisticated Buyer Magazine uh, that has a free uh, free raffle ticket. So, you can bring that ad in and get one free ticket. So, everyone can participate. So, I have gone on and on. ah, And now I'm tired of talking, which is a good thing, because I know that Irma and Mark <laughs> will take over the show in just a moment. So... Uh, My guests today are Mark Skolnick and Irma Cole, a very special couple to me because I've known Mark and Irma, uh, gosh, it feels like 20 years, 15 years? 12. No. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you moved here, so you would know. (laughs) At, At least, well... No, it was probably a little more than 12. Yeah. It was before we came full time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. y'all were visiting. So you guys came down to a first Friday. You said, how can we volunteer and be involved in this community? And I snatched you right up. You you sure did. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys worked at my information tent back in the day when it was downtown Lakeland Partnership. Yep. So, um, yeah, we go way back, even before Rotary. That's right. Yes. So Mark uh, is... Is the most recent district governor? Two, two, two removed? once removed? He was the COVID governor. The COVID district governor, Twenty 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 one. 2020 yes. Uh, um Yes, of Rotary. And Irma is, what, celebrating your one-year? Two. Two-year anniversary yeah. with Rotary, but really like a lifetime member of Rotary <laughs> by default, but, you know, by guilty by, by association. association. Yeah, guilty by association. So, Mark and Irma, you guys are here because... We just came back from an amazing trip to Honduras, and I wanted uh, to share with folks um, just information about that trip and then information um, in general about Rotary. Uh, and how they might want to participate, even if they don't aren't in a Rotary or a Kiwanis, this is a trip that they can take independent of these organizations. They can contact the Honduras Compassion Partners and plan their own trip, either family or neighborhood or group of friends from college. It doesn't, it's not associated directly with the Rotary Club. So that's what is really cool about us, you know, sharing that with the community.
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, Rotary is a membership organization. Of community leaders who get together for networking, fellowship, do good to do good things in their community and the world. Uh, but this trip would happen to be a group of Rotarians. But anybody can go uh, if you have.
2: Well, not, we did have one Kiwanian. <laughs> yes, uh, he, and he worked <laughs> pretty hard it. too. Yeah, he so did. We, but we had non-Rotarians um, and non-Kiwanians right. too. We had some families and.
1: So if you want to get nine of your friends together, and often families go down, mm-hmm, right. anybody over the age of 10 would be able to go, and they would design a program so that your time would be uh, valuable. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fulfilling. I mean, it really is.
0: So, Irma, you guys went last March, right? Yes. Right. yes. What You went with another Rotary Club, though, right? Yes. yes. We went with the Rotary Club from Fishhawk
2: Riverview. And um, there was another group of Rotarians from Michigan on that trip, too. Mm. So it was really great to meet other Rotarians and uh, mix with them and work with them. And um, I'm not sure why I wanted to go in the first place, (laughs) but I did. And I kind of talked Mark into it. Ah. And uh, we went and it it really changed our lives. It really impacted us. Yeah.
1: And it was so great to see young people, teenagers.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, in fact, there was one teenager who went, in his, he was a repeat. He, he went because his grandfather took him the first time because he was not behaving as grateful <laughs> as he should have been at Christmas. <laughs>
0: True story. True Interesting. Story. That yeah. was his first time.
1: And then, okay. and then the grandfather took him to Honduras, turned out to be a fabulous worker, a wonderful kid, he got to know the kids down there, played soccer with them. They use Google Translate to communicate. Yeah, they couldn't speak mm-hmm. the same language. Uh, right. Every time I was on a job site with him, he would watch over me. Make to sure you had me, enough water. You need some water, and I go, "No, I'm fine." And then I'd say, "Well, no, he must be right." So, I, <laughs> and and he turned. What a fabulous young man he, yeah. he is. Yeah.
0: Well, we we. Um, kind of have a little bit of a story like that. We'll talk right. about that when we come back. So yeah, keep keep. we're going to tell you all about what we did in Honduras and how you might also uh, participate with your own individual group or family or friends when we come back. So stick with us. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and with me today is Irma Cole and Mark Skolnick, fellow Rotarians of mine and fellow uh, trip takers, uh, world travelers, if you will. We just came back from a trip to Honduras where we did good things, and and then, of course, good things happened to us as well. So I'm going to turn it over to Irma because this is all her doing. Uh, she she went uh, she and Mark started this journey back last year in March and went with some other rotarians uh, from Fishhawk and some met some folks from rotarians from Michigan and came back to the Lakeland Rotary Club and just would not take no for an answer. (laughs) Not that anyone was really pushing back, but you were like, no, we're doing this. I would talk
2: about this to anybody who would listen. Correct, and Um, uh, yes. It it really impacted my life, and I wanted to share the experience with other people and try to get people excited about going, and fortunately, several did. So uh, we just led a group of 13 to Honduras again, and uh, a couple of the people that went actually went kind of kicking and screaming, like, why am I going? And um, wh- why don't you just go with so-and-so? <laughs> and you guys have a bonding experience, and I don't need to go. And, and I'm happy to say that for me personally, it was a huge win, because by the end of the week, everybody said they would go back in a heartbeat. So that was terrific. And. Um, I think everybody had some kind of an aha moment during Mm -hmm. the week. Um, For me
0: on our first trip, do you want me to go into this? Well, tell us what, tell us about the Honduras Compassion Partners. Partners. So our partners on
2: this is a group called Honduras Compassion Partners. Um, And they started out of a church in Maryland. So they are U.S. based and they are a 501c3. So... um, they have a president here in the United States, and then they have the Honduras Compassion Partners in Honduras, and they have a president there um, whose name is Jonathan Zelaya. So that, that was our main contact, was Jonathan, and he was with us for the whole week. Um, so when we go and plan this trip, um, I just sort of did the basics of getting everybody organized on this end with airfare and explaining the trip and talking about it, like I said to anybody who would listen. And then Jonathan planned our activities for the week, he and his staff, actually. I should, I should mention Stephanie too. And um, so what we basically did was we built a house, a wood house. Now, when I say a house, please picture something that's like 14 by 18. It's one room. It's a wooden structure with a door and two windows, it does have electricity and it has a concrete floor. That's pretty much it, very basic. It cost $3,000 to build a wood house, which we raised in the blink of an eye. (laughs) Uh, We happen to have very generous supporters in our club. The other things we did were install water filters. Each water filter is made in Honduras and it costs $50 each. We installed uh, 13 of those. We installed two latrines um each one of those cost $200 yeah 200 and we also built a pila which is a water storage unit where people can store water and use it for washing dishes and clothing and those cost $300 each the other things we did were we painted the outside of an elementary school we uh cleaned and restocked uh an elementary school library and uh our club donated 200 books, um, new books for that library. Um, what else did we do, Jules? Uh, uh, we drank margaritas. Yeah, You drank margaritas. <laughs> we, we drank rum. We found some really good rum there. We went to the
0: Circle K. <laughs>
2: we went to Circle K. Yeah, Circle K was really good for us, and the grocery <laughs> store was interesting. Yeah. Um, we did buy. Um, we had raised enough money that we were able to buy – Uh, some non-perishable items to gift to our homeowners and um, our PILA people. And And these people are chosen by the community leaders um, as to who gets the PILA, who gets the house built, who gets the latrines, and it can't be the community leaders. And the people that um, get these items have to participate. So they have skin in the game. So they were there working side-by-side with us and – they were very grateful, very mm-hmm. appreciative. We, those that spoke Spanish had a leg up on the rest right. of us that don't. So that's one of my goals for next time is to learn a little bit Spanish. Um, and they're just, they're, they're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And uh, just uh, as a matter of circumstance, that's, that's their life. Right. And, and we just try to make it a little better, a little safer, a little cleaner, more hygienic. Um, and it, it really falls into line with uh, the Rotary values and focus, areas of focus. I will also mention that the people that um, are the leaders in Honduras, Compassion Partners, are also Rotarians, just mm. coincidentally. <laughs> but Julia's is right. Anybody can create a group and go, whether it's from your church or family or a group of friends, there's a group going this weekend from, I think it's American Airlines, oh, and they're wow. going to build a house in two days. Mm. There's like 30 of them going, I think. Mm. Um, Honduras Compassion Partners has recently completed building a mission house, which is where we stayed, and it was it exceeded all expectations yes. as far as our comfort level. We expected it to be kind of campy and lodgy, and it was uh a tad more luxurious than that. We yeah. we were very comfortable. They provided all of our meals. They provided translators. We felt safe mm-hmm. and comfortable at all times. Clean water at all times. Yes, we had yeah. flushable toilets. We had clean water to drink. We had hot running showers mm. that we didn't get electrocuted in.
1: And good, <laughs> good coffee.
2: Yeah, um, oh yeah, the coffee. best coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm told by yes. those that do drink it, the Honduran I, coffee. I brought some home, and yeah, Mark, every morning. Yeah, Mark brought some home too. Can I
1: can I go over the different projects? And uh, do we have time to explain? Yeah. Okay. So when we talk about latrines, the people themselves have to dig the hole. So we're not there digging the hole. What we do is we finish it off with cement, and we put an outhouse on there. Uh, it sounds easy, but you have to mix cement from from By in, hand. By hand. There
2: is no yeah. cement truck that rolls up. No. no. So,
1: so it is a project, and they're there with you. As Irma said, they're there every step of the way. In uh, the uh, uh, water filters are made in Honduras, and it, it looks like a big pot for plants, pottery. Mm-hmm. But inside is a metal that takes away all the bad stuff.
2: Impurities. Impurities. Wow. Is that very, the word you want? <laughs> yes, very, that's, that's, that's a very a
0: good, technical yeah, description there, too technical for me. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then the water from there goes into a five-gallon bucket, and it's amazing to see somebody drink their first glass of water.
2: Clean water. That mm-hmm.
1: won't hurt them. That yeah. won't make the children have belly aches and have to see medical attention to see somebody in their 60s finally have his own water. They have to buy water, and it isn't always good. Right. Uh, they the big water truck comes and they get these big tanks, and it's it's unbelievable. Well, and there's no see. really
0: good place to store it either, and that's you know even if they do buy large amounts of that water, it, yeah. it is no and to us it doesn't seem expensive, place, right. but
2: I think it was. 4 dollars it came out to 4 dollars yeah. for one of those how many gallons uh, in uh, that big square container it, yeah
1: it just yes and the, the when you go down there everything is relatively inexpensive because the dollar to the what's it limpa limpa is Limpere. Uh, <laughs> what not it's 7 it's
2: 24 uh, 21 i think
1: 20 is something it's like crazy. that it's crazy so to us it seems cheap to them it's not uh, the couple we did the uh, water, I'll call it a sink, sink washing machine. They have no income. They're older. They have no way to work. They don't eat regularly. Their neighbors help them out, and uh, we we help them. And we did two feedings for a hundred people. Oh right, right.
2: that's yes. the thing yeah. you forgot to mention. That's what I forgot. I knew I forgot yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. We we went to the market and bought fresh. Fresh veggies, biggest carrots I've ever seen in my life, and <laughs> chopped and my hands turned orange. But we cooked um, over an open fire. There's, there's no stove like you and I have at home. Right. And uh, fed about 100 people in two different communities on two different <clears throat> days. And uh, we fed them this, one was American chop suey kind of dish. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Sorry. you need water. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of water. And um,
0: watermelon and uh a fruit drink yeah Mm -hmm. well when we come back we'll talk more about the house and like you had an aha moment we'll talk about our aha moments and and share some of the other thoughts of of the folks that were on the trip with us so stick with us we'll be right back Welcome back! Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to Downtown Dish. I'm your host Julie Townsend. My guests today are Irma Cole and Mark Skulnick, two of my very best Rotarian friends, and we are talking about our most recent trip, or my only only trip to <laughs> Honduras. Uh, this was Mark and Irma's second trip, and she started uh, she started to get us all excited about it over the course of uh, last year, and then our Rotarian club. Uh, Rotary Club decided to do a trip. So we were gone January 21st through 28th, Saturday to Saturday. It doesn't have to be a Saturday to Saturday. Uh, And the organization that um, made this possible for us is called Honduras Compassion Partners. You can Google them. They have an amazing website and talk about all the things that we're talking about today. But if you want to sort of put these words together with some photos, uh, if you're interested at all in... um, seeing more visually uh, what we're talking about here on the radio about our trip to Honduras. You can see, what, a 1,000 photos? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Irma Irma took a couple of pictures here and there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, they're not all mine. I know, they were all I had everybody add their photos to my album. But But, but I'm also happy to go talk to groups if they want me to. Um, I have a couple of PowerPoints that I can do a presentation, Mm -hmm. whether it's in person or via Zoom. I'm glad to do that. Like I said, I will talk
0: about this to anybody who will listen. Mm-hmm. I have drunk the Kool-Aid. Yes, yes. Well, the, the, photo, uh, the photo lives at, uh, well, there's a lot of photos at Lakeland Rotary uh, right. uh, Facebook page. So just uh, Google us on Facebook. or There should be a link there, too, to the Google to album. To the Google Drive, Yeah. So uh, tons and tons of photos of everything, almost. And videos, mini- too. Yes, minute by minute what we were doing. Uh, including drinking margaritas and playing nerds, by the way, those oh, yeah. are those Nerds Championships. Nerds. Um, so if you're interested in, in seeing those photos, definitely go there. Uh, Honduras compassion partners, as I said, you can find uh, information about them on their website, but we, before we went to break, we were going to, uh, we said we were going to talk about sort of our aha moments because, um, you know, I was definitely probably nervous to go. I'm not a world traveler. I've been out of the country a couple of times and I don't, I don't travel well in the first like hour or two. I'm very anxious and I hate to fly. And um,
2: you did really well. But I
0: did, I did okay. But you guys are world travelers. I know you've traveled (laughs) all over the world. Uh, But tell us, tell us what made, what made you so passionate about coming back last March and saying, I'm going to do this again and I'm going to drag more people with me, even if it's kicking and screaming. (laughs)
2: Um well I think I mentioned already like I couldn't figure out why I wanted to do this in the first place mm-hmm. but uh, there was just something inside of me that I had heard about other people going and doing these trips and and I really wanted to go and and so we went. Um I came home a different person mm-hmm. and I knew I had made an impact on people's lives there what I didn't in- expect was the impact it would have on my life and it did. Um, and For me, my aha moment came when we were doing a water filter installation. And part of the process of installing the water filter is that you have about a half hour where you get to talk with the family while the water is filtering and you're waiting for the clean water mm-hmm. to come out, or at least enough of it to come out that they can take their first drink. So you visit with the family, um, and uh, we we had an, an interpreter, and uh, the family we were with at the time was a single mom. She had a four-year-old little girl. And this little girl had no toys in her house. Mm-hmm. I did not see a computer. There were no dolls. There were no books. There were no mm-hmm. t- games or toys of any kind. The little girl was on the concrete floor rolling a AA battery around. That's what she was playing with. So that kind of set the stage of, you know, breaking my heart. that right. and. It, Then I found out it was her birthday, so it was like even more um, heart-wrenching for me. Um, We were outside, and I noticed that she had a pila, Mm -hmm. uh, and we were giving her a water filter. Irma, what's a pila? I already told them. (laughs) Okay, if you tune in later, a pila is a water storage (laughs) (laughs) area where you can wash dishes or clothing. It sort of has a sink at the top, and the water is stored underneath in the bottom, and it's concrete. More concrete. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I inhaled enough concrete and dust <laughs> to last me another year. Yes. So anyway, so as I'm observing her her yard and what she had, it occurred to me she did not have a latrine. And so I said to our interpreter, Robinson, I don't want to be rude, and if this is rude, please don't ask it, but where does she go to the bathroom? How, how does she go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And he said, she waits until after dark and goes out into a field. And that kind of did me in. Uh, a, it's not safe. B, it's not hygienic. And right. you can go on. The right. list goes on right. from there. So uh, that just didn't leave me. That, that just stayed with me. Like This is, at that point, 2022, and people are living mm-hmm. like this? Every day, this is their normal, uh, and I come home, and I have two bathrooms mm-hmm. in my house, and I, I have this, and I have that, and running water, and clean, and, and so many choices of foods and, and, and everything that it just uh, came to me that I can make a difference in mm-hmm. people's lives by doing these kinds of projects, and, and I want to bring people along. So that was what got me going. Um, Mark, what about you?
1: Well, my moment was when we finished the uh, the house and we had the ribbon cutting. And the woman said, I have a house now that doesn't leak. Uh-huh. We can be there. And we worked for three days with her husband and or with one of her sons. And they had jobs and they would switch off. And they worked just as hard, if not harder than everybody else. And to see the gratitude on their face and their, their words, uh, you know, it was just overwhelming to me. Never mind the other things I saw, but just that alone is enough to keep me going for the rest of my life.
0: hmm Well, I will tell you that it, what really surprised me, I'd seen some photos that you had shared, obviously, from your trip in March. But what I didn't really understand until, obviously, I got there, and this is kind of coming from my sort of development brain and economic development and, and, um, uh, you know, city building and all of that. I was just blown away by how close the neighborhoods where we were doing this work, where they were living with nothing, like, you know, I mean, the electricity, (laughs) Lakeland Electric would be... (laughs) Horrified at the kind of poles and and I took some pictures of that to send to Joel Ivy.
1: Did did you and how many meters were jumped?
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, and just the trash everywhere and the barbed wire. I was, I was, I was just sort of, I'd seen your photos and Mm -hmm. I thought we're going to travel for hours until we get to these places where we have to do this work from from the mission house and from the inner city of the city 10 minutes maybe, and then all of a sudden we're like there we are there. and I, I it just didn't make any sense in my brain how there can be you know a city that much know, poverty and then just blocks away yeah. just a whole different living experience in a different world right. in in the same community it just it it just blew me away mind-boggling so yeah so i think um as i said you know if you go view our photos on the facebook page and uh, if you have any interest in learning more, Irma is generously offering to come and speak to your group and do her PowerPoints. Uh, but you can cut. And, and what I'll say also is that our team, that the 13 of us, hopefully, well, 12, because I know one of us is in another state uh, of our 13 that went on this trip. right. But we're going to go and come back to our own Rotary Club and sort of share our experiences on the 28th of February, which right. is a Tuesday lunch at First United Methodist. So anybody who would like to be one of our guests, we're happy you sure. can reach out to us. Um, you can reach me, downtownlkld.com. You can find my contact information. You can message the Rotary Facebook page. Uh, there's lots of ways to get in touch with, uh, with me um, to... Express interest in coming to lunch that day and learning about uh, our our experience as a as a group who went there and and um, seeing all those photos in person and talking to us in person and and I'm uh, not going to show a thousand photos that day. We're not going to show a thousand photos that <laughs> I day. I promise. Right. So I know we have to go to break one more time before uh, it's all over with. So we will take one quick break again and then we'll finish up our conversation about our trip to Honduras uh, with the Lakeland Rotary Club and Honduras Compassion Partners. So stick with us. And we're back. And what a fitting intro song, Journey, because we are, you know, we just came from a journey. (laughs) (laughs) we just had quite a journey. If you're just joining us, uh, this is Downtown Dish. I'm your host, Julie Townsend, and with me is Irma Cole, Mark Skulnick, Fellow Rotarians, we are finishing up a conversation about our trip to Honduras. Uh, We took a week-long trip there uh, with Honduras Compassion Partners as the lead organization, and... um, it was just an amazing uh, opportunity for us. And but we wanted to sort of end it all with kind of explaining how the week went, because I think I was definitely I had no clue how organized it was going to be. Um, we have uh, and, and just how fulfilling every single day, even on the days where we worked our heinies off, mm-hmm. it was uh, it was those were the best days like there was not a lot of and, the, and appropriate amounts of downtime like you said, well-fed, we had our free time, and we really bonded in the Mission House, got to know some of the Rotarians I didn't know very well, much better, so it was a lot of fun. So kind of tell us, Irma, about the schedule a little bit.
2: Yeah, and and I also want to mention that this was not an expensive trip. Right. So I don't want anybody to say, oh, I couldn't afford to do that. Um, And there's also ways of getting scholarships, shall we say, Mm -hmm. or being sponsored. So uh, we were able to get a group airfare, and that was a round trip $595 per person, which I thought was pretty reasonable. Um, And it was not a long, drawn-out affair to get there, Um, so it was pretty easy. And the cost for our lodging and our meals and the transportation, ground transportation and, and translators, everything else that except if you wanted to buy a margarita. Right, which uh, I did. Yeah, yes, yes she did. <laughs> Even limes, I mean, she bought everything, um, was $700 per person, which think about it, folks, where are you gonna go for $700 plus the airfare, yeah. so that's 12 per person. Pretty reasonable to come away with an experience of a lifetime. Um, so to, as, to speak to the schedule part of it, uh, what happens is uh, picture, a piece of paper with the seven days lined up and kind of broken up between morning activity and afternoon activity. Our meals were made by uh, Jonathan's mother, actually. Her name is Doris, and she she did a super job. We had uh, wonderful food every day. There were usually a couple of different options with chicken or fish or beef, Um Eggs or pancakes or French toast for breakfast, cereals, lots of fresh fruit, mm-hmm. um, fresh avocados.
0: <clears throat> Avocado at every meal. Yeah, it amazing. It was so good.
2: The cantaloupe and watermelon and pineapple were terrific. So we ate really well. There was a cabinet full of munchies that we helped <laughs> to resupply a few times. There was a little refrigerator with soda and M&Ms, which you, you could uh, purchase. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Anyway, so we would have breakfast and then we would, and that was at 8 o'clock. So it wasn't like we were up and out at 5 or 6 a.m. So we had plenty of time to rest. Um, After breakfast, we would split up into groups and we were, uh, but Jonathan figured out how many people he needed uh, on each work site. Um, So, say, for example, uh, he needed 10 people to go work on building the house and then three people to go buy the food and get the food ready for a feeding program, and maybe two others or three others to go do water filters. And then we would all go back for lunch at noontime, and we had two hours. Mm -hmm. He didn't rush us through. We had time to put our feet up and take a rest, whether in one of the rocking chairs out on the beautiful porch or... Take a, a little snooze, like some people <laughs> in the room. We won't mention any
0: names, Mark. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Put your feet great. up.
1: It was great.
2: It was great to have a little <laughs> siesta, right? right? And then um, from two to five, we were back uh, out working and we would rotate. So whoever was on the house in the morning might in the afternoon go work on a latrine or a water filter or something else. And we tried to set it up, I tried to do a schedule ahead of time, which of course got changed and and I knew that would happen, but that's fine, just so that people could have different experiences. Um, My goal was to try and make sure that everybody got a chance to do a little bit of everything, whether it was the pila, the feeding, the latrines or building the house. Obviously most hands had to be on the house. Um, And by the way, we built this house in two and a half days, folks, two and a half days. And it was pretty
0: incredible. And that included the, what, 20 pounds, twenty bags of concrete, concrete for the floor on yeah. the, on the yeah. last day?
2: Which was all hand-done with shovels. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't want to do that again right now.
1: <laughs> you know, one of the things uh, I think we should talk about <coughs> is uh, Honduras is, is in the news enough that some people don't feel secure going right. there. And first of all, if you look at the State Department's website, Where they're concerned about, was over a thousand miles away from where we were. Correct. Number one. Number two, we were always accompanied by somebody. Right. They knew somebody wanted to take pictures on the other side. Was that your husband? Who knows? Probably. Probably. Somebody went with him. We were we were safe. We went through the uh, market downtown as a group. And we always had people with us that made sure.
2: Somebody was in front and mm-hmm. somebody so, was in the back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And
1: nobody had weapons. The <clears> only time we saw somebody with a long rifle was at the circle uh, K. K. <laughs> which is, and they yeah. limited, they did limit the number of people who were in the store at a time. Right. right. So uh, people wouldn't put stuff in their pockets, I assume. Uh, so it's no different than living in this wonderful country that we have. There's some areas that aren't quite as safe, but I I would go back in a heartbeat. I wouldn't hesitate to bring my own grandchildren.
2: Yeah, and I wouldn't take way. people someplace that was unsafe. So unless you were getting paid. No, no, no. I was not paid for this, by the way. I am not. <laughs> so paid the for So the city this.
0: is La Paz, L A P A Z. Right. People can look that up, and right. that's uh, and we flew into Pamarola
2: Com- Airport, which is about a year old, and that's in Comayagua. And it was a 15-minute ride to our mission house where mm-hmm. we stayed. So we did not have to go to the capital, which is Tegucigalpa, which um, has its problems of, of safety yes. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So we did not go there. Um, but and, uh, where we did go, and I, and I want to make this clear, is that above and beyond working, we did have a day where we did like the ribbon-cutting for mm-hmm. the house, and then we did some sightseeing. Um, they showed us other parts of La Paz. Where the houses are beautifully painted and mm-hmm. decorated, and
0: murals all murals the all over murals. the place.
2: We went to visit a couple of coffee shops. It's not a touristy area. In fact, I think I bought my tourist items at the airport because there really aren't <laughs> shops right. to buy. One coffee shop had some pottery, which mm-hmm. a few people bought, but there really aren't places yeah. to buy touristy things. Um, the the usual souvenirs. I think everybody bought coffee, whether mm-hmm. it was ground or beans. Um, And I think some people bought hats or uh, shirts at the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Um, But most of the stuff at the market would be like going to our flea market here. It was socks and shirts and notebooks and that kind of thing. And a lot of fresh veggies and fruits.
0: Yeah. Well, we only have a couple of minutes left, but I just wanted to reiterate for everyone um, how they can learn more about... Uh, Honduras Compassion Partners and they can see photos uh, on our Rotary Facebook page because we have a link to the thousand plus photos that we collectively took the other thing that was really cool I think just because the Mission House is is this brand new facility so everything was you know granite countertops and tile showers and comfortable beds and you know um, you know, high ceilings. It just was. It, yeah, it was... and they wanted to clean our sheets every three days, and we kept, said to them, "No, no please no. don't bother. Don't, don't do that. Don't
2: waste the water."
0: So yeah, we um, we we had a great time. Um, we want to share this experience with the community. Uh, Irma is. You can get in touch with Irma through the Rotary Facebook page. But thank you guys. Thank you, Irma, especially for bringing this back to the club. I know that. Uh, We want to get another group going and we want to get, you know, Qantas clubs and Lions clubs and, you know, sororities and fraternities, everyone to get excited about uh, going back on, on a, on a trip in a later date. So we've got to call it. It's all done for the show today. Uh, Thanks for sticking with us and we'll talk to you again next week, everyone. Thanks, Jules. Bye now.